0: Hey, everybody. This is Harriet Westmore with the More Hair Galore Open Mic Night. This is our first open mic. I hope everybody can join us. Um, I'm going to, let's see, make sure I hit the comment section so I can see everybody's comment. Um, If you want to join in, on and um the actual open live conversation just uh let me know just type in that you want to you have a question or a comment and i will um send you a link so i can let you in. all right so welcome everybody um before we get started i wanted to uh Make sure that you guys hit that like, subscribe, like, and share this YouTube, the channel, which is the more hair galore YouTube channel, um, and hit that notification bell so that you'll know when upcoming open mic, uh, events will be, will be posted. Okay. All right. Also, uh, follow me on Instagram at, uh, www.com Instagram at more hair products galore. It might be more, I'm sorry. It's more hair galore, uh, backslash more hair galore on Instagram. I'm also on the, uh, I have a you uh, Facebook group page, under more hair products galore. So please uh, check that out. Also, I have a Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com backslash more hair galore underscore one. Um, and there's a lot of benefits on being the patron on the Patreon page because I will uh, be having broad uh, live cast, uh open mic, similar to this, but we'll be talking about other issues other than hair. Um, if you want to talk about hair, that's fine. But I want to use that platform to go beyond um, the issue of hair. We could talk about things as women um, that affects us in the community that is affecting us personally, um, not the gossip of what's going on in reality flows but things that are on, that's going on that will affect us uh as uh women special particularly women of color so join the patreon page for that and also my website is ww.morehair com there you can um subscribe free of charge And um, you will see blogs, you will see some products there. I have t-shirts, I have pillows that um, showcase I am a natural woman. I think you will like that. All right. So with all that off the way, Mm -hmm. without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. Actually, she was my first interview on my podcast. And that's... (laughs) <laughs> and that's um miss melissa o2 wilson she is the creator of the pot uh, product line of the hair garden nursery which you will find her products on etsy.com so i really appreciate her she's my first open mic night uh guest and she is my open first guest on my podcast so i i, I really appreciate you melissa for you know taking this journey with me
1: Oh, no problem, and these are first for me as well. That was my first time being on a podcast and doing a live, so this is exciting. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, good. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself, your hair journey, and um, how did you get started?
1: Oh, well, my hair journey, I've just been a fan of natural hair forever. It was always something I wanted to do, but just... um, you know in the nineties it wasn't a it wasn't as common as it is now, seeing people mm-hmm. with natural hair, so kind of waited till I got to college and did the big chop and I've been in love with it ever since and that's how a kind of a hobby, which was just mm-hmm. doing natural hair and having an interest in natural hair turned into a career and just you know through learning about natural hair, how to take care of it once I went natural and helping other people that's how i kind of came into my product line that i do now
0: and as i recall i think you were one of the uh you were kind of ahead of um everybody else as far as wearing your hair natural because i think uh the evolution so to speak of wearing hair natural was like in the early to mid 2000s so you were doing that even before you know it became the faux pas so to speak
1: Right. Yeah, I think I was natural back in 01, 2001, 2002. And like I said, there were people who were doing it. It just wasn't the end thing. So mm-hmm. people were mostly maybe wearing just wearing braids. There were definitely people with locks back then. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of people wearing the locks. Um, I think in the smaller communities, it just wasn't as popular. I think in the bigger cities and stuff was more common because even in the early In the 90s and the 2000s, you know, um, I wasn't big into the music scene, which I still am. But, you know, the neo-soul boom, Mm -hmm. that brought a lot of the natural hair. The Jill Scott's and the Rees and -hmm. Erica Badu. And, you know, they were all wearing their hair natural in the 90s and everything, even when it wasn't a mainstream thing. I won't say popular because it's always been popular, I think. It just wasn't mainstream. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. it was popular. It just wasn't commercialized. They didn't have things specifically for natural hair. So it was kind of like a, I wouldn't say underground thing, but it was just kind of a word of mouth thing. You know, we are on our little forums exchanging recipes and ideas and products and information with each other until it became just a, now it's normal. I remember at first when you see someone with the Afro, you're like, wow. Say it again. Streaming got froze, so. oh.
0: Hold on here.
1: I just uh popped in and it looks like it's working on um, on the actual YouTube. Well, I'll keep talking just in case things are still working. Okay. There you are. <laughs> I, was <laughs> in, I was like, I'll keep talking until she comes back.
0: <laughs> Sorry about that, you guys. I oh, know you're fine. <laughs> Sorry, you're difficult, like... <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, you were saying about... Um, you know the yeah i'll saying uh,
1: 10 years ago maybe 10 15 years ago if you saw somebody with the afro you were, you would do a double take now it's kind of no big deal it's the norm now if you see somebody a right. twist out or afro puffs or something so i think it just people weren't wearing it out they were hiding it under wigs or braids or getting mm-hmm. their hair pressed so i think more people were just wearing their hair as is now
0: Right, right.
1: But don't get me wrong, there was a large transition from relaxers. There was still a a lot of people who were relaxing, so there was a Mm -hmm. huge migration, a huge migration. Like, I remember relaxers would be everywhere. Now it's just a small section, if even, I don't even remember the last time really seeing it. You have to look for it, but I remember there was a whole aisle for relaxers. Now it's the aisle
0: of natural hair products. Exactly, exactly. So talk about because I know um, in my uh, podcast on the show, you were talking about um, you were going to school cosmetology school and how there weren't any um, teaching on um, natural type hair. How you kind of, you know, talk to your instructor and in, in, in incorporating that in the curriculum. So tell us um, about that yeah and when it came to um I
1: learned the Milady curriculum. there's a lot of different cosmetology curriculums out there, but I was specifically on the one called Milady, which mm-hmm. is kind of the general curriculum that the state board um is tests on to make sure mm-hmm. you're just across the board ready for um cosmetology um mm-hmm. and when it came to teaching, they teach four basic hair types: they're straight, wavy, curly, and then excessively curly and we all know who falls in the excessively curly hair category. Right, right. And it was always deemed that that type of hair needed to be relaxed or straightened to be manageable. And I was like, well, that's not true. Cause I wear my hair natural. I've been wearing my hair natural for 10 years and A, B and C can be done. So why are they saying, you know, this hair is brittle and weak. It's susceptible to breakage. So the best bet is to, you know, chemically straighten it. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. that's not, you know the case, and this lady, you know, sh- this is what she was taught. She was um, a Caucasian lady. She wasn't familiar. She was familiar with African American hair, but it wasn't something that is dominantly taught in cosmetology. You're taught right. what the standard is considered. Right. And that was just right. a whole different thing. Even what what they considered the standard of beauty. But you know, she just was teaching what she was taught. So you know, I couldn't fault her for it. But I did see. Um, a wide open space that was left that wasn't being taught so she was like she got with the director of the program and said that well you know I have a student who has information on a part of the curriculum that we're lacking that people are interested in so if she can put together a PowerPoint or something then that'll be great so um, it was approved and I did it and the class ended up being really good and then I ended up going to teach the night class and then even the barbering class so that kind. Of, I just went straight from getting my cosmetology license, going into educating. I went straight into getting my educator's license because mm-hmm. I saw I had a passion there as well. I just had a big interest in the background of the hows and whys and whats of what was right. going into our hair and being done to our hair.
0: Okay, so talk about how to start the um, Hair Garden Nursery Hairline product. I
1: started that. It was something I just started for myself personally. And um, hair, like I said, was a hustle I had on the side when I was um, in college. And people were like, hey, I want you to use whatever you're using on your hair, on my hair, because clearly, you know, it's working for you. It's making your hair more manageable. So, you know, I'd make a little something here and there. I was like, it's just something I threw together, but I'd make it here and there. And this person would tell this person. And it's certain things started working for people. And the word just started spreading and I just kept getting recommendations. And so it was just something I didn't ask for. Kind of the same thing with teaching you know, mm-hmm. natural hair and just getting into it. Cause when I went to cosmetology school, like honest to goodness, I just wanted to braid. I was like, I'm just going to be a braider. I just came to get my license so I can braid.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause like I
1: said, I was braiding on the side and to braid in a shop, the laws kept changing. First, it's if you're doing natural hair, you don't need a license. Then it's if you're touching hair, period, you need a license. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to get licensed. That way there's no confusion around
0: it. Right. So right now, are are the uh, standards, um, because I know, I I guess it will vary state to state, because you're in Georgia, right? Right. Yes, I'm in Georgia. Okay. So does Georgia require you to have a a license to to braid? Has that or... Is there a It actual changes chemistry? almost
1: annually, but as of now, you do not okay. need a license to braid. You just need a license if you're going to use chemicals in the mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. But I think de- I need to go back and say do I want to set it in stone. But if I recall correctly, because that's why a lot of the African braiding shops are able to operate legally.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause I know a lot
1: of them don't have the cosmetology licenses. Mm-hmm. So that's why I believe that, um, in Georgia, you don't. And some states offer braiding licenses. I know for a fact South Carolina has a braiding license. I know Texas okay. has a natural hair care license. So different states oh, really? have different licenses depending on what you want to focus on. Oh, right. Okay. But, so, you know, you- it kind of limits what you can do as far so, as. Oh,
0: um, te- so Texas has an actual specialty for natural right. hair. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, that's different. Okay
1: yeah so i know when i got out of school i was like there's so many possibilities i can go to different states and specialize in different things and right you know it's a lot yeah so but yeah in georgia you don't but i know um sometimes they'll require maybe you take a sanitation training Mm -hmm. course and even with that if you're going to open a salon in georgia you still do need that salon license and there's still state board regulations you do have to follow so even if some of the salons braiding aren't licensed they're usually safe because they have to follow those regulations
0: to stay open okay yeah all right okay so, um i want to recognize that through we had do have a um person that joined in on I'm the um, actual yeah so i wanted to say hi i know who it is and okay. I, I appreciate you uh uh joining in or if you've got questions just jump on in and, and ask the questions so thank you for joining. Um, Okay, so talk about your actual products um what what actually products line do you have, and what your ingredients? I know everything is organic um there's no you know I know you don't do the mineral oil and all of that right.
1: and the fillers and such. Right, right um I started um well i have a mint a kind of a mint line and then a citrus line. So um, I have my mint cleanser with the conditioner that goes with it, the Yucca Mint conditioner. I have my um, Mango Punch shampoo and conditioner. I have my Avocado Shea moisturizer, which is um, a uh, an aloe vera-based moisturizer.
0: Um, it does have
1: avo- some avocado butter and... Um, olive oil in it. I have my oil, my herbal tea treatment oil. That was one of my early products and it's more popular products. Um, That's more of a healing oil. Mm -hmm. Um, That oil I um, came up with for a young boy I had. He um, picked up ringworm at school Mm -hmm. and he had lost a patch of his hair. And even though he had recovered from the ringworm, his hair hadn't grown back and
0: you know, he was,
1: it was starting to affect his confidence because he was getting teased at school. and So yeah. his um, grandmother was like, can you think of anything you can put together that'll help him out? And at the time, I think I was just doing shampoo and um, she whipped shea butter. And I was like, I know those things aren't going to help. So I just researched different healing herbs and antifungal herbs and things. I put it together for him. And she came back the following month She was coming to get her hair done, but she would bring her grandson with him. So she came back the following month to get her hair done, and Mm -hmm. his hair had grown back in the patch. And she was like, he was so happy. He was excited. Um, She said for the longest he wore a hat because he didn't want to go to the barbershop because he was embarrassed. So she was like, he finally let them take him to the barbershop, and he got his confidence back, and... She was like, you have to keep making this. And she started telling people it work, So I had all these strangers calling me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, that kind of is what keeps me making that oil. And I always keep the young boy in mind. And I have my, uh, my hair juice. I'm a okay. good friend of mine had locks. Um, she's got, got, had locks on and off for about 20, 25 years. And she's mm-hmm. like, I need a moisturizing spray. So I came up with it for her. And I just added it to my store and that became really popular as well. And then I have my line of butters. I have an avocado butter, a shea butter, a mango butter, and then a cocoa butter. Um, oh, wow. It's a cocoa mm-hmm. butter mixed with a coconut oil. And I think that's about my fun. then I have a hair perfume now and a curl whip. And the curl whip is just the light hold um, that you can use um, before using like a curl pudding. Oh, okay. Um, um, a moisture boost to um, so your hair won't dry out if you're using a drying product. And then, um, yeah, I think that's everything and people are like, can you make this? I'm like, I've made enough stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, talk about your hair regimen. I mean, how would you use your products? And, you know, uh, like say, my hair, for instance, especially my ends are always drier right and the roots so what do you suggest as far as keeping my hair moisturized and supple because i i don't i mean, i'm trying to get away from that the gels i my hair just for some reason it gravitate to like gels And i know we talked about you know before about i don't i'm trying to get away from that eco styler i mean i like it but i you know i don't want that that crunchiness you know what i mean got you. so i i want something that defines you know my curl but i want it to you know remain soft so what do you i mean what do you suggest how i should you know as far as what is your any of your products have that uh, type of regimen to keep your hair moisturized without that crunchiness Um, i
1: would probably say the curl whip because it definitely doesn't give a hard curl Mm -hmm. Um, i made that kind of for lock retwisting or just um, for your wash and go type of thing for people who just want a good moisturizer to pull through and lock that curl in. So that would probably you I would you'd probably need just maybe you could add the Eco styler to it. You probably just wouldn't need as much in the Eco styler because it has more I don't have a lot of the polymers in it. I made it lighter on the polymers so so that would cut back on the flaking. So okay. you could add a little bit of the Eco styler just to seal that product in because i I go by my reviews a lot too because of different textures and lifestyles so Mm -hmm. i know one of um, a good review i had she uses um that curl whip and then a dab of the eco after and it seals everything in great so um, and even for something like that i'll probably recommend the the shampoo the leave-in and maybe the hair juice just um Mm -hmm. just because you can or maybe just the shampoo and the hair juice, because the leave-in would probably overdo it. The hair juice you could use daily and you mm-hmm. probably wouldn't even need it that much, maybe every other day. And okay. because it has humectants in it. So that's gonna kinda keep help keep those ends moisturized. Okay. So just keeping it clean and having a good humectant in there would be okay. okay. good to go and then seal it with the um curl whip.
0: That's okay yeah. uh, if if anybody got any questions um just type in your question and um you know she will be able to answer um or if you want to um, jump in um you got the link there and just if you want to be shown on live jump into the link and then um you can come on in and actually talk so um so how w- what's your shampoo regimen how do you uh what do you recommend um you know, as a suggestion of how often you should shampoo with natural hair?
1: I wouldn't recommend going longer than 10 days okay. just for build-up purposes. And especially if you use a lot of product that can lead to buildup and blocking out moisture. Mm-hmm. And I I just always recommend that constant water presence on the hair. That's your. That's the best way to maintain your moisture to hydrate your hair.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: that wet in there. So you want to get it in there as often as you can.
0: Okay, um, good question. Good question, what is your opinion on co-washing? That's a good question because everybody has different uh, opinions about co-washing. So what what is your uh, take on that?
1: Now, when it comes to co-washing, I wouldn't recommend replacing it with cleansing. M- me personally, I, I clarify. So let's say every five to seven days, I'll shampoo. So I'll shampoo first and then co-wash and then condition. Let's say in between that five to seven days, I need to shampoo my hair for whatever reason. Maybe I got stuck in the rain or I was working out. I got sweaty. Um, I, you know, had night sweats, whatever it is. Then I'd probably co-wash in between then. But you always want to exfoliate your scalp as often as you can. And sometimes with the co-washes, you can add um, more coating to the hair. Those moisturizers and butters and things that are meant to nourish and moisturize the hair can actually coat the hair and block it out. So okay. I don't have, see a problem with it, just as long as you're clarifying
0: regularly. Okay. All right, Is there? Um, I know people have a special, like there's products out there that actually specify for cold washing, that specifically right. for cold washing. Uh, can you use like um, dollar store stuff? Like um, I know, Back in the day, when it first started the co-washing um, boom, uh, right, right. I was using that Suave uh, shampoo that you can get at the dollar store. Right, and, and was- um,
1: Herbal Essence. I know heavy oh. Hydration was the go-to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, oh, ask see a question. Um, I yeah. um, I do mean a clarifying shampoo. Now, when I say clarifying, it just depends on what kind of products you're using. So if you use a lot of gels to seal your washing goes, then I would clarify weekly. But let's say you just use your light moisturizers. I would use a regular shampoo weekly and maybe clarify once or twice a month. I hope I answered the question. Please, um, if I didn't, I have no problem elaborating because I teach cosmetology. So I teach to people who have no idea about hair. So mm-hmm. I have no problem
0: breaking it on down. Okay. So um, what's the difference between clarifying just regular shampoo? And I was going to say that um, there's a
1: clarifying shampoos. The pH is going to be a bit more acidic. So when it comes to pHs, um, you have your alkalines and your acids. Acids seal Mm -hmm. the cuticle, alkaline swell. So your moisturizing shampoos are going to be a little more alkaline because they're going to soften and swell the cuticle. And they're still going to cleanse the hair because they're still going to have those um, ions in the hair, the oil-loving and the water-loving ends in them, the same as the clarifying. But the clarifying is going to be a little bit more acidic on the pH scale. So it's going to be there to strip products, oils off of the hair, um, dead skin cells off of the scalp and out of the follicles.
0: Okay. Um, So that would be less you would do that less than you actually do your regular shampoo so like- right
1: so um a perfect example if you have color in your mm-hmm. hair um let's say you're going to have color done for the first time i would clarify just to make sure all this stuff is off of your hair before you get your first coloring oh, done. Okay. and then following that i would use a moisturizing shampoo that's going to um put all uh, put whatever you need to help boost the color, seal the color into your hair and clean the hair versus a clarifying shampoo that might strip that color out of the hair, which is what you don't want. Wow. So when it comes to the kind of shampoos you're using, you also wanna look at what um, is going on with your hair. Cause I know a lot of people color treat their hair and we forget that when we're saying, hey, just clarify, clarify, or just do this or just do that. Some people need special attention for certain things. Maybe you, Um, have color in your hair but you also have dandruff Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so you might want to use a different shampoo. use a different uh, find a shampoo that focuses on that you see what I mean so just find the products that work for you just because it says okay natural hair if you have other things going on try to find things that tailor to that as well just don't go for it because it says made for natural hair
0: which is brings up a good point because when we say i know know there are a lot of um products out there that you know when we like you said when we say it's natural hair so we already automatically think okay this is for us as far as women of color and there are there other products that are not necessarily said natural hair is that are they you know are they any good use for our hair or Should we just stick to products that are geared towards our hair?
1: I think the, when it came to the natural hair, we kind of revolutionized how products are being made Mm -hmm. because they were making them, um, focused on us saying sulfate free, paraben free. Um, you had brought that up earlier, all the things that it's free of. All the other products are gone that route too. If you go and look at your Pantene Pro-V's and everything else that supposedly isn't marketed towards us, it's, you know, it's, um, pushing the same um, benefits of excluding those products as well. So at the end of the day, you could get the same results. It's just a marketing thing, kind of like the teen spirit deodorant versus the secret. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I hate to say but because at the end of the day, when it comes to a hair, is hair. Mm-hmm. So it's just maybe one will be a little more drying, but like I said, because it's made for a specific thing right okay but, yeah. and
0: okay. I see one more question yep is hair color damaging to the hair only or is it damaging to if you only lighten your hair
1: that's a good question um yes and then and, and with that i'm sorry let me get <laughs> he's playing on the scooter right here okay let's
0: go all right these are good questions
1: Um, so yeah, um, when you're lightening the hair, you're removing bonds from the hair. So yes, it is going to be a, um more damaging to the hair when you're darkening the color. All you're doing is adding color to the hair. So that's not necessarily damaging because you're, it's almost like adding a, a coat of paint to a wall versus stripping paint off of a wall to add more color. So, uh-huh. um, but it can still be done safely because, like I said, even blow drying your hair is considered damaging it because mm-hmm. you know, you're ir- irritating it or, you know, messing with it. So if you just use the right products after, um, I know Olaplex is really good and it's not something that should be used regularly. It's um, it helps rebond proteins in the hair that are damaged from using um, chemicals from chemical processes like color or relaxer. So Ola? use the yeah olaplex
0: is o l a p l e x okay never heard um,
1: of that um, yeah, um, you can find it in your professional places your Sephora ulta um probably Regis. okay uh, yeah, if you um just follow the correct regimens, don't let your hair get too dry, shampoo regularly, use the right mm. products, you can still maintain healthy hair with
0: color. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um and I, oh and one more thing. Don't go too light. If you are if you do want to go light, don't go too light in one step. I would recommend going gradually. And that's one thing that they don't tell us. So let's say you want to go from your color to like a Wendy Williams blonde. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I would not advise doing that in one setting. <laughs> I would probably break it up in maybe two or maybe even three settings and lighting lightening gradually. And doing treatments as you go and bow. i wish i would
0: have known that because uh i i did um uh, maybe like two or three years ago i, I uh-huh. just tried to go like the bright honey blonde and um it, it, yeah it it, it did kind and, people of do it. It and some people can get away with it because i hate to, i'm
1: i never want to be that one thing fits all like if you do this you will go bald because some people do it and have good results but um, I've seen that over time you'll get better results if you go gradually. You'll like mm-hmm. your results better,
0: <laughs> and yeah. your
1: your length you'll retain more length if that's what your
0: goal is. Yeah, I, I like I said I, I I did it, and that that's why from now on I'm always afraid of using anything that has that peroxide or um, whatever that lightens up the hair all the way up to you know from my yeah. hair to. I mean, those are. It, it just depends on the p- the amount
1: of percentage that's in the product. So I wouldn't be scared of it. Just don't go too strong, too quickly. Okay. Because that's why they come in different um, percentages. You can get your ten volume, your twenty volume, your thirty. And a lot of people jump straight to that thirty or forty volume. When I've taken someone blonde with a ten, I mean, with a twenty before.
0: So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, so with your hair being colored, so that you would have to wash it more or condition no, it more?
1: Or no it just use the right version. products um for colored hair when you do shampoo it i wouldn't um, shampoo it anymore actually when you initially color it i would try to reduce the amount of times you do shampoo just to give the cuticle time to go back down please okay give
0: me one second. okay okay all right um anybody else have any questions all right i appreciate you coming on miss crystal thank you all right we're talking right now we're talking about um hair um lightening and the difference between hair lightening and actually putting um hair coloring so um she is uh she was explaining to us about you know how to maintain um our hair even you know if it's chemically treated you know with color you can still do that but you still have to maintain that healthy hair um of washing and conditioning uh, which leads me to the question of deep conditioning now um what's your thoughts about how we should deep condition our hair um deep condition is needed okay
1: you know um because sometimes we do things in good faith thinking that, okay, I'm, I'm doing this to maintain it, but you might be doing more damage than helping. You might be um over conditioning or adding too much protein to the hair. So I will condition regularly until okay. I start seeing in any type of, or let's say even when I come out of my braids, then I'll deep condition because I know that I've worn it in a style that's probably been rough on my ends yeah i've shampooed mm-hmm. and conditioned throughout but i haven't been able to get to every part of the hair so once i take it out just because of the manipulation of combing it out and
0: mm-hmm. the shedding
1: that you have after you take out braids i would deep condition then but it's not something i would say you know deep condition
0: weekly or okay uh, yeah deep condition. So maybe once or twice a month is that feasible or or a little bit more as than needed. needed so if as you're needed. having issues with your hair then deep condition okay so what's the difference between deep conditioning and having and doing hot oil treatments is it one is better the other or is it the same or um, okay. deep conditioners are made with um they
1: have proteins and amino acids to rebuild the hair mm-hmm. um and to fill in anything that was depleted from the hair during a chemical process or anything like that so that's what a deep conditioning would do hot oil treatments um oils have emollients in it okay that can help um oil doesn't moisturize but the emollients can aid in moisture Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so hot oil treatments can help in that
0: way if the correct oils are being used Okay so what 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 type of oils would you suggest? Are there specific oils that you would use? I
1: haven't in even with that I have I haven't done a hot oil treatment with oil alone just because mm-hmm. you would have to shampoo it out so that kind of defeats the purpose. So I've added oils to my conditioners. Okay. But as far as uh, doing, <laughs> as far as doing a hot oil treatment alone, um, it's just something I kind of didn't find I I didn't find it helpful for me or when I did it behind the chair, but it was helpful if I added it to something, if I added it to a conditioner.
0: Okay. But it,
1: I mean, it can help in certain instances. It's just, it's something I just, I, I haven't practiced in a while. Right. So um, that's why it's something I don't really recommend. Okay. Uh, all okay. right, we so,
0: have yep, we have a question.
1: Yeah, shea butter for hair health.
0: Um I've
1: seen sides to it so we were talking about this. So there's um, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm smiling <laughs> because you did have this conversation the other day. The new generation is anti-oil, anti-butters, anti all of that. Personally, I can't go without it. I don't use it in its raw form. I always have it whipped into a lighter, you know, airier texture. So I personally, I'm not against it. I just say don't overuse it. Overusing it, you can clog your follicles and then you could actually, you know, have breakouts on your skin and stuff as well. So I just say don't overuse it.
0: If Shea
1: butter butter for some people and it's also a porosity thing. So I'll see some people say I can't use it because it just dries my hair. It's horrible for my hair. And then there's another half of people who say, hey, it's great for my hair. I can't live without it. And I think that has to do, if you have low porosity and your cuticles are shut down and very tight already, you putting such a heavy oil on your hair is not going to help. It's going to lock more moisture out so you're defeating the purpose by using it. Some people have um, a high porosity, their cuticle is more wide open. So when they're putting this lubricant on their hair, they're not seeing a big difference. They're seeing the benefits, they're feeling the emollients in their hair, they're seeing the shine that they're getting from using the shea butter. So, you know, it's fine for them. So I think just depending on your texture um the consistency of the shea butter you're using um i don't recommend using anything raw try to go refined
0: so what's the difference between the raw and, and the refined
1: so okay. raw is basically straight out of the ground type of thing and then refined means it's been processed and um the shelf life will be better it doesn't have the original smell to it
0: mm-hmm. okay it's been I-
1: processed I- in a factory to get all the raw
0: stuff taken out because i was wondering about that because i know a few of the uh supply stores they're now um selling the raw uh, shea butter so i I, you know i I was wondering you know what's the difference and then i i see a lot of um uh caucasian uh hair products that says it has shea butter i guess whatever if you use that word shea butter oh that means it's, (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's natural and it's good for your hair so But like we were talking about um, before the, you know, now the trend is uh, shifting to where a lot of uh, the younger uh, generation are not um, using much shea butter in their hair as it was when it first, you know, when the new natural came out on the scene, right? And a early, lot of people overkill. It was
1: a lot because I got a little exhausted with it. And they're like, So you're going to pre poo if, you know, you're going to pull the water from the Nile and this and that. And you're going to pre poo for three days. And then you're going to shampoo this and do a clay mask and then a rice water rinse. And I was like, Okay, you know what? I tried it once and, once. and I was like, This is taking all day. My kitchen is a mess. Right. What was going on? I don't know what's working <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so you know it, but i mean it was fun though um it was oh. fun just because like, <laughs> it was self-care a lot mm. of it was just self-care you find out what you like what you don't like and you know it got simple for me i just shampoo condition put a leave-in on four plaits, let it air dry take it out and go so when people be like oh natural hair so hard and You know, wash day takes forever. And I'm like, yeah, because you're on YouTube following six different tutorials.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and that was me. I mean, I would look at this tutorial and, you know, and and we like we talked about before, a lot of those tutorial. I mean, it may work. Right. And it may for you. I mean, it depends on, you know, if you can find something and you have to experiment to see and you got to listen to your hair. My thing is, I'm trying to, maybe I'm trying to manipulate my hair to do something that it is just, you know, not meant to do. Just let it be. Part of it. Yeah. Just That's let it big, be. Mm-hmm. Everybody,
1: hair envy was a big thing early in the, I mean, it's still a big thing now, but mm-hmm. everybody wanted a particular texture. And right. every, every product was promising to put this in your hair and, you know, curl relaxer, this Curl enhancer, this, this. So people like, oh, okay, if it makes curls. <laughs> right, right. Right, yeah. So. And, you know, and it's still a thing. So that's how they're
0: going to profit. You know, I mean, but that's the beauty industry, profiting off of insecurities. So Right, it is, it is. And you know, I I, I, anybody, everybody who's on here knows me that I I am the hair product junkie. And (laughs) (laughs) we've all, we've all, we all, we we all have our
1: vices. All right, who we got an opinion? Yep, yep, I agree. There's a comment. Do you want to read it, or should I? Go ahead and read it, yeah. Okay, she says, in my non-professional opinion, it seems like women who think natural hair is difficult are usually trying to get their hair to be something it isn't, like trying to make 4C hair look <laughs> like 3B <3D." laughs> Exactly, yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. There's been so many times where I'll be, you know, I was in the salon and someone would come in with, you know, a lovely textured afro. Mm-hmm. Um, I know her Afro isn't real, but I'll just use an example, like Amara La Negra Afro, the lady I'm loving hip-hop. Oh, okay. And they'll come in with a picture of like, who is somebody? Maya, the singer Maya. <laughs> like, what, what can I buy to make? Yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross is one. Sister yep. Sister was a big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Tia and Tamera, but yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross. I would get a lot of pictures of her, or Chili. And they're like, mm-hmm. what What do I put in my hair to make it like?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: like this or, like, like- and you don't want to be, you know, you're not trying to be funny, but you're like, I can, <laughs> I I'm like, well, we can do a roller set or, you know, we can, like, yeah, I was like, we can do a extensions or something,
0: but. To get your actual hair textured to be like, uh you know, Tracy Ellis Rossery, but like that, I mean. Right,
1: right. Like, I know even um with certain styles, certain styles, um, just your texture would depend how certain styles would come out. So I would have, I would do maybe comb twists, comb coils on one client, and she'll be out and someone would see her hair. They'd be like, oh, I want that same style too, but when I would do theirs, it may come out. A little differently because of their texture. They're like, "Why does hers look like that?" And I am like, you know, different (laughs) different hair textures is going to give. I mean, it would still be beautiful, but Mm -hmm. they maybe want something a little more silkier, where theirs maybe stood a little more still. And I am like, it's still gorgeous. You know, rock it. You know, find what works. Find love your hair. Do what works for your hair and i make think that's
0: yours and that that's and that's just it right there we're trying to you know take our hair you know type into making it to something that's not i mean okay so i don't have that straight uh uh hair or whatever so i shouldn't try to you know change my 4ab here to make it a 3a 3b uh, i mean it's just not going to work i don't care how much gel i, mean, I, I
1: put into it It's
0: And just it's not not work.
1: because you know there's so much potential, you know, I was like, if you would do what works for your hair, you could do this, this, that, right. but right. they're cut up in what they don't have. You know, the grass is always greener. Then meanwhile, I'm seeing people in Japan uh, doing perms on, um, what are those things? On pipe cleaners so they can get the texture you don't want. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> to get so, that kinkier texture. Yeah all right so let's talk about the oh okay go ahead the question coils i was able to do coils and
1: coil outs when i first went natural and my hair was much shorter once it got shoulder length it was possible yeah you can do coils on longer hair have you tried finger coiling it um go through detangle it and then you know start at the base and just loop it around your finger as you go down and that may work also try a wider tooth comb Cause I've done coils on shoulder length hair before and it worked, but I couldn't use the um, rat tail comb that I used before. I had to use more of the two sided comb, like the hair cutting comb, the one with the wider ends on it. So try that. But you can definitely do coils on longer hair. Okay. Maybe try bigger sections also, if this or bigger or smaller sections. I'm not sure um, of your texture, but if you have maybe a tighter texture, try smaller sections. Well, let me not say that. If you have a finer texture, try smaller sections or
0: bigger sections, depending on how full you want
1: them. And that mm-hmm. can help.
0: Now, how do you how, what's your um opinion about the uh the using the corn the comb, the rat tail comb to do the uh twirls or whatever? I mm-hmm. tried that and uh <laughs> Sometimes I can get it, and in there's subsections I end up, you know, tangling my hair to where I'm right. trying to, So
1: And that was one of my favorite styles to do. I, I used to do mohawks with it, updos. No. Like, I love doing the comb. Not on myself, on other people. Uh-huh. I can uh-huh. never do it on myself. So uh-huh. don't feel bad, because I break, I do my own hair. I, I do my own hair, but that's one of the things I couldn't do. So, <laughs> I don't feel bad. It says some people can. It's just getting that technique down. But I can do it quickly on someone else. It's just hard to do on myself. So I guess it'll just take practice.
0: Okay. Um. So I, I was going to ask, what about define about the the good hair? bad hair. What's your opinion about that?
1: Oh, that word. That oh, that word. I don't like it. Every time someone says that word, like, brings it up to me in my conversation, I, I get <laughs> I cringe. Uh-huh. And I hear it so often. They'll be like, yeah, I have, like, good hair. And I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? I, I don't like it. To me, good hair is hair that's healthy and growing. Uh-huh. I am not a texturist. I don't subscribe to texturism. I don't feel like a certain texture is better than another. To me, especially as a stylist and as someone who just loves hair, I see them as dis- different fabrics. Okay. If you like to sew, you're not gonna say right. like silk. You're gonna like polyester, nylon, right. satin, different good things. So it's, they're enough. just different materials that I can work with. I love doing certain styles with one texture. I love doing certain styles with other textures. I like doing certain things with all textures. I I think I love my client's hair more than they do. So mm. I, I don't see... The only bad hair I've seen is hair that hasn't been cleaned, uh-huh. that's not kept, that's, you know, falling apart <laughs> as I see it. But yeah, I'm not the person you won't hear any negativity come out especially with the kids I'm very right. protective over children right. in my chair I get right. personal and I'll I'll check a parent mm-hmm. about if you don't like it hey I don't mind if you don't return but it, it's going to be love over here we're not going right. to start with any negative conditioning mm-hmm. even with the adults if you are in my chair I don't we don't do negative conditioning we don't tease textures Cause I'd be like, so what are you saying about me? Right. I, I have the quote unquote undesirable texture. Are you saying then? Oh no, I'm not saying, but you know, I know I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm
0: Cause now I'm offended. Right. right. I take it right. personal. So, right. yeah. So talk about, what about those who, um, work in the, um uh, quote unquote corporate industry and, um, have there been experience of, um women of your clients that have uh, wanted their hair to be manipulated so it'll look more caucasian just because of their workplace or have they embraced their hair and just you know it is what it is this is who i am this is how i'm gonna wear my hair
1: um i've seen two sides of it um once i was just conditioning some people just feel like certain looks are more professional
0: mm-hmm.
1: When I'm like, okay, if it's how my hair grows, why is it seen? It's conditioning. Because the same way someone's hair can go straight and down and that's seen as professional, if my hair grows up and out, which is how it naturally grows, why is that seen as unprofessional? That's conditioning. So there's if you're in the workplace that allows it and you choose not to, then that's a preference thing and I can't really.
0: Yeah. But then I've
1: seen people who I mean, I've, besides maybe hair color, like pe- I've done a lot of people here in the military who've had hair color restrictions or certain style restrictions just because of that. But mm-hmm. in the recent years, I haven't personally seen anyone say they couldn't wear a certain style. They just felt more conscious. It's almost an unspoken thing. They're like, I know I can't wear that.
0: Right. Right. So, right. yeah, it's
1: a, more of an unspoken Corporate rule, which
0: mm-hmm. is sad, but
1: as you see, there's legislations being passed in different states saying that they can't discriminate based on the uh-huh. hair. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's conditioning. You can't condition on that. But if somebody in HR personally has that feeling and decides, "Hey, I'm not hiring someone with locks,"
0: mm-hmm. because
1: that's unprofessional to me personally. And they find another reason to do it. It's just part of life. People are going to discriminate,
0: yeah. Anyway,
1: yeah. so if you're already I feel like if they don't want you and and they use your hair as an excuse, if you're black and you're qualified and your hair is the only reason they can find out to hire you, they already didn't want to hire you.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Or don't want you in the workplace. If you are black and you have a... I mean, there's... I don't know why. I mean, if it's touch, I was going to say Afro touching the ceiling, but that's just being disruptive. But if if your hair is not bothering anybody in your work, yeah, I can see certain things. Maybe they feel like certain colors or Maybe having it shaved with a high mohawk—I don't know, whatever is being professional. But at the end of the day, I feel like what is genetically predisposition for your hair to do shouldn't be seen as right unprofessional.
0: Well, fortunately for um, well for me and and um, the other guests online, online. Um, our profession—we both are the same profession—and you know. Our hair doesn't matter. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, all right. So uh, tell us about how people can um, view your shop, your website and everything. And if they're interested in talking, uh, when to look at your products and purchase your products, where can they go and.
1: Um, They can find me on. Etsy I believe it's um the hair garden um etsy dot the hair garden nursery.com okay or i believe it's the hair garden dot com okay um, then I'm at the hair okay you, yeah um if you go to the hair it has a link to everything it has a link to my Etsy shop so if you can just remember hair garden you can find my etsy my twitter my instagram Everything, my YouTube, everything, all the ways to contact Get me. You can leave a message on my blog. I'm starting to update that more. So,
0: yes, I'm getting yeah. ready to do that right yes, now.
1: Yes. And I love hair stuff. I can just talk hair. My my tag my tagline was hair nerd for the longest. I can just talk hair till I'm blue in the face. So, I like when people have hair conversations. So don't be embarrassed to reach out. It keeps me on my toes. Mm-hmm. No, it's just oh, it, it, the yeah, hair Yeah,
0: there's not nursery in there. Oh, anymore. there's no nursery. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: it's it all one or is it separated?
1: It's all one, yeah. It's just the hair garden
0: dot org. Okay.
1: and i enjoyed everyone If is there I, anything that um you guys i would love to do more if there's a specific topic you want to
0: cover absolutely. if there's some tutorials i'll grab my mannequin head absolutely that would, be head. that would be fun yeah if you yeah maybe we'll have a tutorial on that you can actually see something because I, I was going to ask you about what do you know about um because there's some um ladies that may have um breads or or sister locks and how right. i was
1: gonna say we can just even if it's as simple as tools different tools detangling tools different cones and their benefits um i can grab a couple of my favorite products it doesn't have to be my products because and when it comes to products i, I see products like food it's good mm-hmm. to have a variety sometimes right. you want Olive Garden, one day you might want, you know, Longhorn, the other day right. you might want some Outback. And that's how... Right. <laughs> especially right. I, right. And I... I like stuff that smell pretty. So, yeah, I use my products, but I have a couple of other stuff that I like. Like, I don't have a lot of hold.
0: Like, so I have an edge control I like. Mm-hmm. I have a mousse I like. So I'd love to do something like that. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. We'll, we'll schedule another time when we, where you come back and you actually you know show or tell your products or what you use and what the benefits of 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 those products yeah and ab uh, thank you for your questions yeah you excellent I, I, yeah, questions, excellent yeah. questions. I, I appreciate it all right i appreciate told, the interaction yeah i do too so and thank you everyone who came absolutely um thank you. please share uh subscribe to the youtube channel um more hair galore uh, YouTube channels hit subscribe, hit the share and like, um, yeah. for next, um, time we'll be having, um, if any kind of product, uh, any kind of discussion that you would like to talk about, uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, do that. And, um, wait, wait. thank you. And, um, again, uh, check out www dot more. That's my last name, M O O R E hairproductsgalore.com and get you a t-shirt that t-shirt is nice it says i am a natural woman okay and that don't have to necessarily mean as far as your hair that means that you are a natural woman straight up no chaser. Oh yeah, you know like what I we mean? support everybody here. I don't discriminate. <laughs> right? Yes. We love all our sisters here. So exactly. I usually so. talk them into
1: transitioning eventually anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. So thank you so much for joining. And like I okay. said, um hit me up. Uh definitely check out her uh her link, the where you want if you want to purchase her products. <laughs> and um we're going to do this again soon and the next time we're going to have the open mic we're going to actually do some tutorials so you can actually show everybody you know uh give us a a live uh tutorial on some things about our hair all right all right you guys have a good night and stay safe and i'll talk to you soon thank you all right all right bye bye all right thanks a lot Melissa. No problem. Thank you. How to you soon.
1: Yes, ma'am.